For another adventure in the madness which is movies today we're talking about comic books i'm your host logan weapon x wolverine henry thompson with me today is paul doherty i don't know if you're a dc or marvel man but who are you today uh dead paul dead paul we got dead yeah. paul here fantastic and of course wayne thompson who are you today sir well it's who you told us i was many years ago iron hulk Iron Hulk, We've got Iron Hulk here. <laughs> We've also got Andy Yates, who is a uh, a writer from the northeast of England. Andy, who are you today? Captain England, England's ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> quite excited for a brief period there, but all right, sneaky sneaky snacks. I'm good with that. Before we begin, we, we, we've done this little thing recently where we're asking people a couple of questions. Now, Paul on a previous episode and Wayne on a previous episode and myself have answered them. But Andy, I want to give you the chance to answer them real quick. It's four very quick questions to kind of gauge who you are as a human beings. Are you ready for it? Okay. Are you prepared? Is your butthole tightened? He's on the hot Very. spot. <laughs> if you could work with any actor living or dead in your life, Andy, who would it be? Uh, Me. Brad Pitt Brad Pitt why Brad Pitt his talent to change from role to role despite what people think he is what do they think he is good I like that I think he's just like a cover model type of actor yeah, looks good in the movie I didn't realize that but I, I think he's got a lot of range Wait a second. Wayne, you didn't realize that Brad Pitt is considered to be a pretty boy and one of the world's sexiest men for like his entire career? <laughs> nope. I mean, he was hired for wow. Thelma and Louise literally as pretty guy. Really? Start off his yeah, career. Good looking drifter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think it was Doritos he started out for. Yeah. Wayne doesn't look at other men that way, that kind of like objective beauty way. No, neither do I. Okay, sure. Anyway, so number two. <laughs> if you could work with any director, living or dead, who would it be? Me. Fincher. David Fincher. Why David Fincher? He's the ultimate storyteller. I'm gonna I'm gonna just accept that because ding ding ding, <laughs> the judges say it's correct. Yes. Number three, if you could have any fictional character to hang out with for a day, who would it be? Hmm. Movies and television are just movies. Anything, any fictional character of any kind that's created by somebody's imagination. A fictional person that doesn't exist in the real world. Hmm. James Bond. Why James Bond? Because James Bond got me into movies. That's a good answer. It's, it's a very personal answer. And the final yeah. question for you there is if you could be stuck in a movie for a day, stay tuned style, which movie would it be and why? Groundhog Day. <laughs> Why Groundhog Day? Because he was living his best life every day. That's what I want to do. I like it. Really good answers. Fantastic. So as I said at the beginning of the thing, our episode today is all about comic books, what they are, why they exist, why they make movies about them, what the movies are like nowadays, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Do they still make movies that aren't comic books? <laughs> 
I'm not entirely <laughs> sure if I've seen any recently. Mm. <laughs> so it's worth asking. But before we continue, I want to put one final question out there. If you could hang out with a comic book character for a day, who would it be? Is that for yeah, everybody? Let's go with Paul. I was just say, is that for everybody? I'm picking. I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs> Any comic book character. Um, Hanging out with for a day. I'd go, I'd go on like a ride along with Judge Dredd. That's what I'd do. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's I like that answer. That's yeah. cool. That would be pretty cool. Just you know, rolling around Mega City One, watching them, you know, take out some perps, a little bit of fascism. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, right along with Judge Red. Brilliant. Yeah, man, fantastic. Wayne yourself. Hmm. Depends. Do I have a good time with Black Widow or do I just go for a good ride in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's your day, man. It's your choice. Um, I think to be on the safe edge, I'll go for the ride with the Guardians of the Galaxies. <laughs> nice. I think that's probably smart. I yeah, think that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking that as response. well. Yeah. Yes. Good, politically correct answer. Andy, you. what about yourself? <laughs> Mine would be Gambit. Why would yours be Gambit? Because it would just be a great day. It would go out play cards full chicks <laughs> great Andy can I ask you a question are you a pretty boy because all the answers I'm getting at the minute is a very pretty boy here have you not seen my work in Call of Duty <laughs> he's not even wrong man nope <laughs> yeah he's been pulled into that game for some reason yeah there you go see see I, I think for mine I, I would have to go with uh, similar to, to Wayne's first initial thought <laughs> I'd go with hanging out with Emma Frost for a day. For those of you who don't know, Emma Frost is just basically the hottest bitch in X-Men lore. And just, you know, hang, see yeah. what's like the sights are. You know, cool. Yeah, I wonder what sights you're on about as well. Bust out some crystal. Be like, <laughs> Yo, do you like this kind of music, lady? You know? <laughs> and just hang. <laughs> I wouldn't hang with Wolverine because I'd rather take his power, rogue style. So anyway, guys. What was Emma Frost, what was Emma Frost uh, powers? Uh, I believe, if memory serves, she was sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that she could transform her body into diamond. Oh, right. Okay. Was she the White Queen? Yes. Yes. I, I believe that was Emma yeah. Frost. Yes. And she was in the end of the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. But I'm thinking just back to when I collected X-Men cards as a kid. And her picture was just her in a pair of like stockings and suspenders. And I was just like, I know what your power is. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, comic book movies, the biggest things in the world. We now have, obviously, Avengers Endgame has overtaken, um, you know, Avatar as the biggest movie of all time by like 15, 16 pennies. And we'll probably stay in that record for a long time. Uh, obviously, recently we've had movies that have been cultural zeitgeist hitters like, you know, Black Panther and Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel. You know, oh, big storytelling things for people of color and women, even though I guess people have forgotten about things like Blank Man. Where's Classic. the love for Blank Man in this day and age? I love it. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Or Meteor Man, even. Come on. Shazam. Steel. Steel. There we it's go. Like Shaquille O'Neal is a superhero. Yes. Yeah. There Great. We go. You know, Blade these have well. been forgotten by time. Blade. Did you hear that, uh, Margie? Uh, yeah. Marsha Ball Alley is going to become the new Blade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good pick 
I think that's yeah, really definitely, good. Definitely. He's a fantastic actor. Absolutely. Great in uh, movies like Benjamin Button and so on. Because I see him playing more than just, you know, a one-dimensional dude. Mm. So it before, was he Benjamin Button? He was the guy that uh, was with, uh, oh, what's her name? They took him in when he was a baby on the, on the steps at first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the... Uh, His the parents, that, basically. That, yes, basically, they become his adopted parents, yeah. And he was the one who loved Shakespeare and Benjamin Button and quote Shakespeare to him when he's growing up. Yeah. Yeah. But you should know that being a Fincher fan. Come on. Yeah. So before we get, before we begin properly, I think it's, it's good to go through and, and say, first of all, uh, do you know comics outside of the movies or have you only discovered comics through the movies? And how do you feel about that? And which is your favorite brand? You know, are you a Marvel guy? Are you a DC guy? Are you a Dark Horse guy? Are you an Imagine guy? That kind of thing. Andy, where where do you stand on comics versus movies? What came first for you? Uh, it was comics first, I guess, uh, but it was only really the X Men and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So more of a Marvel guy. Um, more of a Marvel guy, yeah. I mean, I did like the early Batman series from DC, but that's about the highlight for me from DC. Mm. DC hasn't made a good comic book movie in a while, in my opinion, but. That's again, that's my opinion. Not even Aquaman? I'm going to stand to put the case forward for Aquaman. It was a good movie. Okay, I'll, I'll, I will <laughs> totally give you, give me give me a couple of reasons why you like it so much. I'm curious. I just, it just seemed to be deviate from all the other stuff that DC were doing around the time, you know, the sort of miserable, gritty nonsense that they were trying to pull. It was just somewhat lighthearted. It actually, it took a character that wasn't particularly well-known, I guess, or was at least a bit of a laughing stock and kind of, you know, gave him this sort of, created this mythology and sort of changed the character as well a little bit. Obviously, he was um, much sort of more um, rebellious or, you know, uh, sort of fearsome kind of character, I guess, than, than he is in the comics when he's this little, you know, blonde, scaly little dweeb, I think. Yeah, I thought it was good. I do think it's probably the first, you're right, the first DC movie in a long time that wasn't suckling on the teats of Christopher Nolan's dark, broody visions. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't trying yeah, to be the Dark Knight in the water, you know, Dark Knight with flippers yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> what about... I mean, I did enjoy the Superman movies in the 80s as well. with Christopher Reeves. They were good. Ah, Christopher Reeves is a legend. Yeah. I, I must say, I love the original Superman movies, even though Superman as a character is a terrible character, in my opinion, because he's one. He, he, well, I'm going to get into this argument later about why certain comic books should never be movies, but <laughs> um, including Superman. Wayne, I'm pretty sure you were more of a movie guy, but I might be wrong. Were you comics or movies growing up? There's more than Marvel and DC. Well, is that a question or are you being like uh, funny? <laughs> <laughs> is it? I'm still struggling to accept that. <laughs> oh wow! I've never. Yeah, I've do never, you, you want me to run through some I've examples? I've never read a comic like that in my life, so it's got to be movies for me. My like, you've got to remember, right? My comics are from my age were things like the Bean one, the freaking Dandy. Yeah, but you would have, you would have still ran into like EC comics and stuff. I would think, Not right? They wouldn't. The only, the only, oh, the true. only comic I vaguely, vaguely remember growing up around this way was um, Action Force. I explain what that is for those who don't know. Action Force, growing up, was um, it was uh, different stories within 
the comic, you had one about uh, Charlie's War, which was uh, obviously about World War Two. Uh, you had one which was like they were kind of like superheroes, but it was like they were called Storm Force, um, and they always fought this guy who was like the bad guy, like um, Spider Man, basically, but was obviously different in the fact he was bad, and just little stories like that, but nothing like what you were talking about with um, massive superheroes and that nothing. So you missed that whole that whole section there, I guess. Um, so what was the? Fir- I'm curious. Before we continue, what was the first comic book movie got you into at all? Comic book. Well, movies? I started off with cartoons. I started mm-hmm. off watching the, the old 1970s uh, Spider-Man cartoons and the old uh, X-Men cartoons and uh, Fantastic Four cartoons and things like that. Oh, I should say actually, to be completely fair, we shouldn't limit this this conversation purely to movies because I think. DC has a much stronger roster if you include their cartoons and their TV shows. TV, yeah. Otherwise, Marvel is just literally going to punch them to death in our conversation. So, yeah, I think cartoons and stuff, especially because there was a Saturday morning stuff growing up. I mean, I remember growing up, the X-Men mm-hmm. cartoon on Fox was just tremendous. Yeah. I, I don't think you can really argue that the movies have been as good as the cartoons when it comes well, to Spider-Man is amazing friends. They were all brilliant when you were growing up. Do you know what I mean? Cartoon-wise, they were fantastic. Because you've got to think back in the day as well for me, we didn't have the the opportunity to make as good films for the for the special effects of the of the um, big elaboration fights and everything. We, we were good with monsters mm-hmm. and stuff like that back in the day, but to do all like the spaceships and everything, we just we didn't have it. George Lucas disagrees. So, Paul, <laughs> were you straight into comics or were you all about movies? What got you into comic movies? Um, I was always more about movies, I guess, but I grew up reading a lot of comics. I mean, because I was into movies more, the first comics I read, I think, were like the um, Dark Horse comics, where they used to do all the, they used to get all the, like the licenses to like Alien and, you know, Alien, and Raiders, Music and Spears, and like and that, yeah. Yeah, so all, all of that sort of expanded universe stuff that they used to do, I used to, used to read those. Um, used to read 2000 AD a lot as well, mm-hmm. um, and some DC stuff. I always preferred like the DC characters. But I prefer like the, the sort of the Marvel movies if we're talking about you know the two the two as kind of opposing um, things there. But yeah, so it's always been movies. But yeah, certain comic stuff has been you know always been a been of an interest in the past. But it's not something I really read. I'm pleased you mentioned uh, yeah. 2000. I loosely remember. I remember loosely something about 2000 AD, but nothing major. Yeah, we got obviously with it being a British publication that was like, that was huge you know, in Britain, wasn't it? You, yeah, like Tank you Girl and and Judge Dredd and everybody. I don't think no, they were like these, weren't they? Tank Girl was, and Tank Girl was her own thing, I think. Yeah, but I'm saying it was the same brand. You know, I'm sure I it was said, the same, no, the same comic I think company. Tank Girl was, I think Tank Girl was Dark Horse, wasn't she? Hold on. So I was just going I to research that myself there, actually. Yeah, publisher Deadline Magazine, Dark Horse Comics, DC Vertigo, IDW yeah. Image, and Titan. Oh, that's my bad then. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just thought yeah, that was, it was British in the same time frame, and I, I could have yeah, sworn it was 2008. That's my bad, guys. But no, but um, yeah, 2008 was great. Actually, it was it was a really good good publication. This is why you fact check stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do like what Paul mentioned there because when I was growing up, I was into comics quite a bit, but I was very into the dark uh, the dark horse, you know, extended license stuff. Like Paul was saying, and something yeah. I think Wayne really missed out on because I think there's a lot of them you would have loved, dude. They had like uh, when I was growing up, Colonial Marines was a direct I was spinoff. Say, Alien Colonial Marines was great. I love it. That. Was I fantastic, love that wasn't it? Yeah, yeah total yeah. spinoff of the Aliens movie franchise. 
Then they had like, you know, Music of the Spears where it was ninjas against the aliens from the Alien franchise. That oh, was wow. phenomenal. Um, and then Predator Hunting Grounds was all about being yes. on Earth and stuff. There was some great comics based on those movies that I, as a kid, I was like, this is as good as getting another movie. I would movie. never, ever, yeah, ever have known they were comics. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. I feel like you would actually... Over here. Yeah, I think if you... Because you see, when I grew up, we had the local comic book store, uh, which was on iDrive. I used to go to every day. And I'd go in and be, oh, hey, how's it going, man? You want to get the new uh, Dark Horse? What about the new this, the new that? We'd all talk back and forth. That comic book thing has died completely. There's no going to your local comic book store anymore. And even here, I go to Forbidden Planet or I go to like uh, a place called Traveling Man. They never seem that knowledgeable about the franchise mm-hmm. stuff. They're much more into their own little niche things. Like, have you read the latest manga? I've never been a manga guy. You hit the nail on the head for me there, but you're seeing Forbidden Planet, that's a new castle shop. I was born and raised in Sunderland. We had nothing like that in Sunderland. And for yeah. us to get the new castle no, back in the day was now and impossible. <laughs> Even though it's only along the well, road. Right. Was, back then it was, you know, you've got to think I've got like 10 to 20 years on some of you guys. Yeah, plus I wasn't even here at the time when you were growing up. I might have not even had a Forbidden Planet here at that point. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't know when they got here. Am I right in thinking as well, though, like in, in the States, like comic books, you usually get them in like general general stores, general convenience shops as well, like you would with normal magazines. Oh, yeah. They would sell yeah. comic books whereas, at like actual like uh, Walmarts and they would have Publix yeah, and stuff. Exactly. They'd have a little rack whereas, for them. Whereas over here, obviously stuff like 2008, yeah, you could get it in the news agents, but like all the actual like Dark Horse or DC stuff was all like imported and you could only get that at the actual comic book shops. So like yeah. the, the sort of um the distribution well, of even, was very different, I, I also remember even things like like going back to that um Action Force uh, company. Even then though, we had to order them. You, they didn't just appear on the shelves. Right. Do you know what I mean? If you it, the we, mm. the only thing you would see on the shelves back in our news is was, was things like your Beanos and Dandies. Your your actual they were called specialized comics back in the day. Um the, the 2008 days and um, the action force, right. you know, because I always remember my brother used to get the action force. I tell you, I remember that he used to get that one, but he used to have to order it every week. Oh man, see, I got lucky uh, growing up in America because I could just go down, to, I would go down every month to my comic book store for the newest issue of something, and very rarely did they ever postpone them. But I remember, um, again, going back to Colonial Marines, they postponed one issue. And that's when it dropped from being an estimated 12 issues to 10. And they missed one month. And I was fucking devastated. I was like, "How? what's going to happen to Vasquez and stuff, man? I was freaking out. <laughs> I was like on the hook with them back as a kid. And we all collected the trading cards and stuff. I don't know if you guys did that in England, like X-Men trading cards and shit. Nope. We have the, the really nearest no. thing we'd have had to no. anything like that was sticker albums. Sticker books, yeah, yeah. Sticker books, fuck! I only had those for like Saturday morning cartoons. I remember having like I had a Rangers. Masters Universe one. I had stuff like that. But... <gasps> was that the the movie, the Masters of the Universe movie? Uh, no, one, or was no, it like the? Ah, oh, I had that one. Ah, I had that one for the movie, the sticker book for the movie. I had uh, the Labyrinth movie. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Wow. So. Reasonably, pretty much everyone got on board with the comics, mostly with the movies. What was the first big comic book movie that sold you guys on comic book movies at all? I mean, I'm assuming everyone here has at least a passing interest in comic book movies and doesn't hate them. I know some people just hate them flat out. They're not real cinema. There's that argument going on. 
comic movies aren't real cinema. How is it not real cinema? Why is it well? Not if you cinema? listen to like uh, who who was the major proponent? Scorsese, Scorsese is very against them. them. Yeah. They're more theme park rides no, than cinemas, movies. Cinemas are yeah. about movies. It's a movie in the end. It's got actors in who's actually spent a lot of time working on something what has a beginning, middle, and end. I would argue as well that they're very cinematic because they're the sort of films that do work best typically on the big screen with a bunch of like like-minded, you know, like with a like-minded audience. Yeah. So if anything, I would argue that they are very cinematic in, in a way. I would especially say the, especially the movies that are like, exactly like yeah. the crow. Like the Crow or Sin City. Oh, the Crow, or, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Where there's a lot of even Logan. Logan was a very character based. Oh yeah, that was great. I must have, so I don't think that's a I have, When I found out Crow was a comic book, that blew my mind because that's one of my favorite all time movies. Um, was totally unaware that was a comic book when it came out. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got a copy of the comic book. You should borrow it sometime. It's very uh, emoized. The original, the original comic book I can is imagine pure. That yeah, it's very angsty, isn't it? Sorry, very angsty. <laughs> angsty. That's a better way yeah. of putting it. Thank you, Paul. It was very um, angsty. It's a good comic, though. It's very different <laughs> as well. Actually, the, the the movie takes quite a lot of liberties with the source material at times. I think, in terms oh, of like the the especially the, the 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 way he's killed. Actually, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's I, worth reading. It's definitely worth checking out, and and the Sin City books are definitely worth seeing. If you just because they were movies where uh, Robert Rodriguez obviously tried desperately to panel for panel do the movies as close to the books as he could. And yeah. honestly, if you if you're reading one of the books while watching the movie and flicking through the pages, it's goddamn spot on. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that makes those good movies. You know, and I think that's why the sequel, Dame uh, uh, to Kill for, wasn't very good, in my opinion. I don't know about what you guys think. But I felt it was just not strong stories. So even if it's perfectly representative of the comics, still has to be a good story. At least the first three they picked were enjoyable, over-the-top, pulpy stories. I think all... But going to what Andy said a second ago. Sorry, Andy. I was just going to say this whole argument about films not being cinema. Andy missed a couple of comic movies. He was busy doing things. And uh, we when I think it was Infinity War had come out and I said, Oh, you gotta see Infinity War. And he he'd seen obviously some of the ones leading up to it. And I go, let's go watch it. And me and him sat in the theater. And it was like I looked over at Andy and I could see him becoming a child again. Like he was actually mm. de-aging because there was such this enormous team up happening on screen that only happened when you were a kid. Movies do not do that. And I think that's the biggest thing that Marvel brought to comic book movies in the the last 10 years is the team up um, yeah. Until then, all comic movies were just little movies, and, and yeah. now they're actually comics on screen. And it was just such a moment to be in the theater with him doing that. And I don't, yeah. I don't think many movies can do that anymore. So I think that the event aspect, it's completely single-minded to say they're not cinematic or they're not actual no, cinema. One of my favorite things ever, like just when watching the film, is like just observing people's reactions to stuff like whether it's like a jump scare or you know or a laugh you know laughing at a comedy or whatever i love yeah. just seeing like a collective sort of expression of, of, of a reaction to a to a movie and i think it was must have been the last avengers that was on endgame wasn't it where endgame. the big sort of climactic battle at the end where uh, i mean spoilers i guess but i mean <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen, it, seen the it then they're not gonna watch it yeah where um you know captain america and the the hammer Oh, what a moment. When oh. that happened, there was just like a, a huge like intake of breath from the entire audience. It was like at a midnight screening as well. It was like one of the, you know, the, the, the first screening of it. 
Yeah. Um, and it was, it was obviously, you know, a lot of diehard fans. But when that moment happened, there was just this, like, you could feel this wave of energy in the crowd of people just being, like, really overwhelmed by it. Like, yep. people were gasping. And it was just, it was genuinely beautiful to watch. And it's like, like, screw anyone that says that that doesn't have any sort of importance or whatever, just because it's a comic book. You know, it's, yeah, I don't agree with it at all. Well, look, the ending of it. Dude, I, I went to the midnight screening, uh, me and Danielle, for Endgame. And when the the big moment happens, the one line in the in the snap, it was just the there was a laugh, and then silence, and in the darkness, and in that moment, while everyone was afraid to say anything, and it was just again that bated breath moment. You just yeah. hear like two, three people sniffling and crying, and it hit them hard. And I was one of them. I was totally tearing out. I was like, "Oh my god, they didn't! Oh wow!" Mm. And I was touched in a way I wouldn't have expected those movies to touch me, but they built them so well over such a short space of time, you know, 10 years. But for movies, 10 years is nothing. Especially when you, that's incredible. Especially when you got the amount of characters. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it was, yeah, I think Scorsese's and people like that, they're just not looking at it right. Christopher Nolan, all of them. It's just self-grandizing to say that you make cinema and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the Rooster Brothers have come on a long way though since they started. Oh my oh, god, yeah. those guys, they've I mean, don't get me wrong, I love their early work and I love the things they've done with things like community arrest development and so on. But if you had told me the Russos were gonna make, you know, epic action hero movies, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they blew it out the park, man. Mm. Can you name one of the movies they've done? Anybody? Uh, as directors? Yeah. Uh, the only movies I can think of is the, uh, the obviously the Captain Americas and then the Avengers. That's the only ones I can think that they've directed movie wise. All I know from them, from aside from those TVs, yeah, I think that's amazing. Then they went from TV to what billion dollar movies, yeah. Well, let's just check this because I'm not entirely sure. They did, uh, you, you, me, and Dupree, didn't they? Did they? Oh. Wow. What? The Owen Wilson film. Yeah. That's the only thing Whoa. I remember their name from. Holy shit. Oh no, actually, uh Andy's Andy's right, and uh we're all wrong. They actually did three movies features before that, which was Pieces, Welcome to Collinwood, and You Me and Dupree. Wow, wow. And they actually wrote Welcome to Collinwood and Pieces. Wow. And I've only known them from TV, from their work yeah. with Arrested Development. And, I, I was going to say the first yeah. thing I knew them doing was Arrested Development um, episodes of Arrested Development. And then obviously they were like showrunners on Community, weren't they? Or, or yeah, yeah, they yeah. were like they had quite a high position on, on Community and directed a lot of the, uh, the episodes. But, well, well, back on your question early on, first film, what really got me to the this kind of genre. I mean, I know a lot of people go back to the original Superman's with Christopher Reeve. And, Stuff like that, but for me, um, the Punisher, uh, one what's silently forgotten about, oh, a lot of oh, people yeah. forget about Dolph it. Lundgren. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, yeah. exactly. You know, I actually, as much as I thought the, the next one was okay, you kind of beat that one. I thought he just nailed it. I agree completely. Well, that's the thing, people, yeah. It wasn't a particular. It was a bit of a flop. It, was, exactly. it wasn't. It wasn't looked on particularly. Do you know highly. why? Because I don't think people were ready for it. No. Mm. I think was it. I think there was always a, a negative opinion of comic stories or for exactly. kids, and I think that's permeated all the way through to like the the late nineties. It was ahead of its time. 
Yeah, but was that after Rocky? Did he do? Yes, that I believe Rocky? he did. Ah, so he was kind of like on the way because of Rocky, it was after wasn't Masters of the Universe and everything as well. It was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, and I mean, I think that uh, again, people just weren't ready for it. The same with like Dick Tracy, that was done mm-hmm, by Warren mm-hmm. Beatty, and that was a mm-hmm. massive star-studded cast, lots of effects, very stylized, and it was just kind of forgotten about and made fun of. And yet, not even a year later, Batman comes out with Michael Keaton, and everyone just went, "Yeah, finally, a comic book movie got made." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wasn't there some before this? Don't no? get don't get me wrong, Michael Keaton. I still say it to this day is probably the best Batman they've done. Hundred percent, he is. Hundred percent. I know that a lot of people disagree. I know there's a lot of people out there who really, really, really love to kiss the butt of the Dark yeah. Knight trilogy. I agree completely that I prefer the first two yep. Batmans, especially Batman yep. Returns. I think that the cast Danny DeVito was and, the and Nicholson was, was amazing. Phenomenal. Oh, I I don't know. They'll never do a yeah. penguin as good because they made him creepy and interesting and multifaceted in a way that I don't think you're ever going to see again. He was a good pairing with Christopher Walken as well. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and they were fun. They were dark and they were they were a little bit gritty at times, but they were also very fun over the exactly top what, and cartoony. Exactly what you want they were from like a Saturday morning yeah, exactly. cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. And I somewhere along the line, DC lost that and went deep in on the whole oh, Batman. You know, I'm not wearing hockey pads thing, <laughs> which I just can't get away with. It's just well, very you, funny you to me. Show me that one time about Batman. Is that Batman? This little guy is just <laughs> sleeping. No, you killed him. He's dead. No, he's just tuckered out. People often fight me and get tired because <laughs> I'm so good. Have you guys seen that? The Batman uh, college humor? No, no. Oh, no, for fun. You know, I'll Brilliant. put a link. I'll put a link in for everybody. It's worth watching. It's very funny stuff. What I want to ask you guys is, is there any comic book movie that you think deserves to be credited, not just for its buildup, not just for its like overall workmanship, but the story itself deserves to be credited as like as good as any other drama, thriller, etc. Hmm. I know what people are probably going to say here, but I'm going to keep that quiet for now. Um, well, if you're looking at things like Death Wish and Soraya, you've got to look more, no more than The Crow for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd argue The Crow is obviously a movie that expelled beyond its comic book origins. Well, like I said, I didn't even know it was, so there you go. But from quite a franchise. Arguable yeah, well, to the quality of it, but it did form a franchise. But I'm mm. saying I didn't know it was an actual from a comic, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I would assume that that could be just a, a, a generic film. For me, it would it would be definitely Sin City, the first one. I thought that was heavily story-based and character-based. And maybe it's the new Joker. Is that a comic book? Maybe it's yeah. the new Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. See, as much as I thought the new Joker was good, I thought it was still overrated. I thought it was good for, don't get me wrong, I thought it was a good film. I thought the ending was 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 well done, I but I just still think it was over over it. I, I think Joker is a very okay movie with an unbelievably good performance, and that unbelievably good performance drives that movie so well yeah. that it's hard to just see it as an okay movie. Yeah, I agree. With he nailed it so well. I mean, Same I'm not 
I'm not normally a Joaquin well, Phoenix fan, I'll be honest, but he was good in that. There's no two ways about it. Do you, do you are, which, okay, here's a good question. Let's just base it down to what we're talking about here. In your eyes, rate the Jokers, top to bottom. Mark Hamill. This is slightly unfair. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> slightly unfair bringing Joaquin Phoenix into that, though, because he's only, he's not really the Joker in that movie for, until like, for like a few minutes, and you never really see him like do Joker stuff in the way that you would with any of the other, um, you know, versions of that character on screen, I think. Mm. And yeah, I'd definitely rate him hiding that one in Suicide Squad straight away. Yes, I, I, would, I, would, I would agree. Let's not forget John Nicholson, though. He was a great Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still to this day put Nicholson as the highest Joker as far as I, um, my favorite movie Oliver versions Mark go. Is, yeah, Heath Ledger's still my. I know that's like an obvious sort of, un, you know, unshocking opinion, but I do, I do rate The Dark Knight a, a, a great deal, and I think as well as uh, being you know a comic book kind of thing, it's a great crime film. I still um, like the original Joker. The original original Joker is yeah, as camp and everything <laughs> as he was. I just thought he was brilliant. No, he was because he, he was always having a whale of a time. Like, that's that. what I liked about and, it. Yeah, you know, I liked. I thought that Nicholson again looked like he was having a whale of a time. Although he apparently yeah, he years tried, later says it nearly killed him playing that role, and he warned he'd led you not to take it. He's the nearest one I got the impression he was trying to impersonate the original Joker. I think because The Dark Knight is such a heavily like influential movie, more so than Batman Begins, and more so than Dark Knight Rises. Um, and obviously with Heath Ledger dying during it and getting the posthumous Oscar and all that other crap, everyone's going to obviously be all over that as a positive. So I'm going to be the only guy to do a negative to The Dark Knight. Um, I think The Dark Knight is highly overrated. I agree. And the reason I think it's highly overrated is purely because it is a movie that suffers all the same faults that Spider-Man 3 suffered, which is it's too stuffed, too much happens, some of the plot lines don't make sense, don't pay off, and the Joker himself doesn't actually have motivation in the movie. He's almost a motivationless character. He does nothing himself and just drives other people to do things. Now, you could argue that was deliberate, and that's fine and dandy. That is the, but that is the point of the character. He, he, he admits that, though, effectively. Yeah, but what's, that, what's interesting about that, you know, reasonably speaking? And, and, and that's an arguable thing again People can can choose to see it how they want to choose it I choose to saw it as Because he's meant to represent chaos Not not sort of it's like you know He's meant to be the chaos to Batman's kind of Regimented sort of plan and strategy So chaos doesn't have a, 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 a plan As such It doesn't have a motivation It just is That's, that's the, the, Yet the everything he does in the movie he would, he would have to spend so much time, money and effort To set these things up And one of the things I thought was the stupidest part of the movie Is he gets all that money, burns it well, how does he fund the crazy shit that he's putting together? Well, we don't know that he... He can't just do it off willingnessness. You know Bitcoin. what I mean? Bitcoins. Mm, There's <laughs> <laughs> got to be an element of suspension of disbelief with that sort of thing, though. Has, has there not? There like, does. There does. But you can, I mean, you, can, you can pick apart little threads like that all you like with everything, I, I would argue, because nothing really would work in real life. Well, of it's course you can. But but this, is, this is why I know what you're saying. Everyone loves Dark Knight, so I have to... Someone has to be the negative proponent to devil's advocate it. There's nothing wrong with everybody liking something. It's fine. You can let that happen. I think my (laughs) biggest question would be was, had Heath Ledger not tragically died, would he have still been as popular? Would he have still been the best joke around? Would he have won the awards? He wouldn't have won the awards. You mean would his legacy have been so powerful? 
Yes. He wouldn't have won the award, but I don't think people would have said any less of his performance because I do think it is genuinely is a brilliant it, performance. It, it, is a, it is a brilliant performance. Uh, and, you know, there's no two ways about it, but I don't think it was phenomenal, you know, the way people have gone on. Uh, mm. But it was damn good, especially for somebody who doesn't normally play that kind of character. I'll be honest, I never yeah. really was a big Heath Ledger guy. I didn't really know him very well. Didn't watch many of his movies. And I saw was one of the first things I realized it was Heath Ledger and was the Joker, especially because he just died. And I thought, yeah, he's all right. And then I saw him in anything else and I went, oh, actually, you know what? That is a fucking really good exactly. performance. Yeah, exactly. You have to compare it to see how good it really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rom-com actor, isn't he? That's, that's yeah, a, yeah. He, he was such a, he was well, another one, like you said, about Brad Pitt, who's considered to be pretty a pretty boy. boy. Yeah. That was a I, big change for a pretty boy. Well, I go back before even the rom-coms because I used to work night shift a lot of years ago and he used to come in a, a, a TV show called Raw and it was kind of like Vikings and stuff like that almost. And that's where I first ever saw him. So then when I started seeing him in the rom-coms, that was different for me. And then the same as the joke was different again. So I sort of saw him a lot more than what some people actually have. Just going slightly back a track. Yes. Paul. <laughs> You say, mm. you know, let everyone enjoy it, but you you can't tell me <laughs> arguably that Dark Knight wouldn't be a better movie if you cut the whole China bit out. No, it would it would be a better movie if you cut out all of the. Um, no, no, that's fine. That that makes perfect sense. That that's there for a reason. The, the only bit I would cut out really is that little bit on the boat, the whole moral dilemma on the boat at the end. I feel like that's where it overstays its welcome a little bit. The China bit's fine. It's great. It shows that Batman doesn't have any jurisdiction. It's it's done. To make a specific point, which which is made in which comes up later on in the movie, um, the Batman works outside the law, so he, he they don't need to extradite the, you know, the, the, the he can get around the extradition laws. Obviously, it doesn't make sense in real life because <laughs> he's breaking the law. But yeah, that's the reason for that, and I think it's a great sequence. But yeah, the bow bit at the end is the bit I think is a little bit goes on a bit too long. See, I think the the Dark Knight though, I think if you didn't have Heath Ledger doing that performance, I think the whole movie would be very forgetful. It's a great cast. Let, uh, don't get me wrong. You've got Christian Bale, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. It's like a powerhouse cast. Mm. But like, I couldn't tell you what happened in the other trilogy. I, I couldn't tell you. I'd have to watch them again. And I think it's oh, the really? same with, with Heath Ledger. I think he was the memorable part about it, yeah. which is why it's... But if you look at the old Batman series, I could I, even though there some of them weren't that great, like Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze, I can even remember all his lines though because he was the memorable part about it. But mm. I think... If you didn't have Heath Ledger in that movie, I think everybody chill. <laughs> they put him in the cooler. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yes, it, it, you, have, you have these elements of memorable movies and performances, and I, I just think, particularly like Christian Bale. So Tom Hardy <laughs> didn't win you over as Bane. He was terrible. <laughs> oh, I thought he was great. Okay, well. oh. <laughs> I think uh, this almost is almost as bad as Venom, but Jesus. This is, I think, one of those topics where it's very hit and miss, but uh, Tom Hardy is Bane. I thought he was fine as Bane. However, I think Tom Hardy himself is a terrible actor and everything he's in is shit. I mean, I, I know that's really offensive to a lot of people, but I tried to watch that new Capone thing and it's I was just like, oh end. my God, here he goes again, basically wishing he was Johnny Depp. <laughs> what he did with Mad Max. He was just a nobody character and Charlize Theron took that whole movie herself because yeah, his character does fuck all. He even has the stupid way that he talks. 
And it's like, <laughs> dude, why can't you just be a fucking actor? Why you got to try and make each role have some unique little slant to it? They had to dub him for the entirety of Dark Knight uh, Rises because the original version, when they first screened it, no one knew what the fuck he was saying. So the version we ended up with was actually him redubbing it. He's good at one role type, I think, and that's it. He's, he's a cockney gangster. That's what he does best. That's what he does in his TV shows. And that's and you didn't think really he played popular. the craze like cartoon characters, though? No, I thought he did really. I think he really did well in those, and that's what's made him so popular. But he can't go past that. He's just got no, nothing else. He's just, he's, he can't play any of the role, especially American movies. He just doesn't fit in. Well, he only oh. fits in because of his looks. He's so popular with women as well. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Work. But I mean, when he did um, Venom, it was some of the worst American accents I've ever heard. I, ever since mm. Sean Bean in uh, Silent Hill. <laughs> Toluca like records. Toluca. Toluca. Toluca like. <laughs> Have you seen the website's rules? <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is uh, opinions are like assholes. We've all got one. And I know that they all stink to eat, to people that don't agree. Um but yeah, I cannot get away with Tom Hardy. And I was blown away, stunned into stupefaction that Venom was such a huge success, made so much money and was so well received. Because yeah. I'm a big Venom fan from the comics and the, and the cartoons and especially like video games and things. I was disappointed. Like everyone was disappointed with Spider-Man 3's version of Venom. But the movie version where they just basically ripped off a different comic called The Darkness and had Venom effectively be completely sentient and talk to him as an outside perspective. And had that terrible accent he does, and the movie has no stakes, this terrible CG. I'm blown away that that movie's a success. And now that it it's like a late for the 90s sequel. superhero film, I thought. It, yes. like it would have come out in the late 90s, didn't it? Or early 2000s. <laughs> like half finished, later. and yeah. the effects really couldn't good. live up to what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> the only scene I give him credit for is biting into the raw lobster. That's the only scene I give him credit for. Mm. But hey, you know, it, you know, talk about late '90s comics. I think one of the greatest movies from the late '90s. It's a comic book movie that everyone hates, but I love just because I love the characters. Spawn. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, John Leguizamo playing a four foot clown. John Leguizamo was fantastic. Was phenomenal in it. He was John great in it. And it's a stupid, schlocky movie. The effects are diabolical at times. But it was fun, and it was stupid. And I feel like Venom's problem was it thought it was better than that. It wasn't fun and stupid. It thought it was a smart, clever, savvy yeah. movie somehow. And I'm, I, I, I sometimes feel like we're so desperate for entertainment now. Every comic book movie gets a pass because it was a comic book, because there's been some good damn comic book movies that we're living on the power of those ones. They overshadow how shit they've become sometimes. Just do me a favor. Out of five stars, rate me Black Panther, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel. <laughs> I've only seen one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. You got to watch them all at least once. You should anyway. Black Panther just did nothing for me with a trailer. Uh, Wonder Woman, again, did nothing for me. I watched Captain Marvel because Darren wanted to watch it. Um, and at best, I'd give it a two. What, uh, you've seen these, Paul? Um, yeah, I've seen Black Panther and Captain Marvel. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. Um, out of five, did you say? 
Yeah, out of five. five yeah. One being um, crap, I'd five give, being amazing. I'd give Black Panther three. I'd give Captain Marvel four. I really, genuinely, really enjoy Captain Marvel a lot. Um, and have You're to talking about the modern Wonder Woman. I thought Captain Marvel was just quite, like, really quite amusing, quite good fun. I like the 90s setting. I like the soundtrack. I like, yeah, everything about it I thought was really good. I... I, I must admit, I agree with, the again, the first half of Captain Marvel I thought was good, but then Captain Marvel borders into the territory of what I was going to talk about earlier when you got Superman and, and to an extent Black Panther falls into this. Some characters are just too overpowered that they remove all stakes and drama. And I'm Captain Marvel is weak enough at the beginning that you can kind of root for her. By the time it gets to the end of the movie, she's a god. And I can't, yeah. I can't feel any any conflict when there's a god whose basically power is everything. To the like, point where they have to kind of keep thinking of reasons for her to not be in the Avengers movies that much because yeah. they know that, yeah. Like they Superman kind of, in, in in Superman Returns takes a bullet to the eyeball, but then we're supposed to think that Kevin bald Kevin Spacey can hold him down because he's got a piece of this uh, kryptonite. Well, Captain Marvel walks in and just literally flies through. Thanos' ship probably killing hundreds of thousands of people doesn't get even remote a scratch on her. That's how powerful she is. But it's okay because he can grab the purple thing and give her a bitch slap. You had to take her out of the equation. Otherwise, the game is over. The movie's over. There's no need yeah. for a sacrifice. There's no need for a battle. She walks in and goes, hey, man. And he's dead. He's literally farted to death. That's how powerful she is. She's so damn powerful. How can they make a sequel to that? But the reason I bring up these movies specifically is I would agree with you, Paul. I think Black Panther was a fine movie, a perfectly reasonable three out of five. Average, good, okay movie. Yeah. People act like it's the second coming of like the best movie of all time. It deserves Academy Awards. If it didn't get Best Picture, it would have been snubbed. All this sort of stuff. And I know there's a lot of political reasons behind that as well. But was it that good? Was Captain Marvel that good? Really? And how much are these just living on the fact that they're they're built into bigger universes? I mean, I think with, with Black Panther's, well, you've got, I guess the fact, obviously, not to get bogged down in the politics of it all, but the fact that it was representation for people who've never seen that sort of thing on screen. In that, I know obviously there were black superheroes before, but not to that level or not not on that scale. You know, not 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 uh-huh. one that had such a huge, um, you know, million, huge million, opening, million huge budgets and all yeah, that exactly, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I think that definitely counts for some of the popularity within certain like demographics, and that's you know fair enough, of course. So I do think that's that's certainly an aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd never even heard of Black Panther until the Avengers. Um, again, obviously not in comic books and whatnot, but and I thought he was fine in Avengers. I thought the way they brought him in, the way you know it made you, it made you kind of think: Is he going to be the bad guy? Is he not going to be the bad guy? Because obviously, he wants revenge. But I thought all oh, that was brilliant. But I just thought when I watched the trailer for the actual film, I thought it looks like it's just going to be boring. There's nothing to it. I, I mean, I could it was be t- more venom than Iron Man is the way I'd put it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Wonder Woman and Black Panther. I would um, love to know what you think of Wonder Woman. Uh, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> the whole movie was boring. It was slow. She was a terrible actress. I, I thought she got too much credit. What it, um, and it just was done badly. Um, Black Panther, I did enjoy it. I thought Michael B. Jordan was a good villain. I thought he's an amazing villain, best part of the movie for me, easily. I mean, I liked him in Creed as well, and it was the same director, if I'm right. If if I'm thinking right, I think it's the same. Ryan Coogler, yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think he knows how to make B. Jordan act well, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yep. So I did enjoy it. Brings the best out of him. Yeah. Um, I'd probably give that a three and Wonder Woman one at the max. I've never seen Captain Marvel, though. Well, this turned out to be way more divisive. I just assumed everyone would have seen these because they were such huge talking points. But no, I was going to say of the you know Marvel versus DC rivalry, I know that Paul says he, he really liked Aquaman. Um, of the recent DC and Marvels, is there any you're actually looking forward to? And what do you think of Justice League versus Avengers? I'm curious, Paul. Oh, me? Um, oh, I mean, Justice League was not a good movie at all, was it? It was like they tried to basically <clears throat> sort of fast track that whole thing to get to where Avengers was without laying any of the of the groundwork. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I thought Justice League was just a mess. Um, I enjoyed Avengers a lot, but obviously all of them to, to varying degrees. I don't actually know what's, com- what's, what's coming out soon. I don't know what else is on the sort of horizon for these sorts of things, if I'm honest. And it was a Black Widow film. I think there's a new Spider-Man coming out soon. Right, okay. Uh, coming out on the horizons, you've got um, they're going to do a cyborg movie uh, for DC. Oh, right, okay. They're doing yeah, Wonder Woman 2 is coming out soon. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I think they're planning, obviously, they've got the new Batman is coming out. Oh, with, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. Robert, Robert Patterson. Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Batman. I don't know if you've heard. They're talking about making Joker the villain of that, and it's going to be Johnny Depp. Oh, <laughs> yep. I'm not kidding. This is what this is the rumor. I, I haven't got a confirmation on that, but that's what I heard. Next, next, you'll be seeing Tim Burton's directing it. <laughs> well, no, it's uh, it's uh, Matt Reeves who did uh, Cloverfield and uh, Dawn of the yeah, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Want to be Tim Burton? Yeah. I just I can't muster up any enthusiasm for yet another Batman, regardless of, of how much I do like the character. I just I just don't care. Well, here's I think the most important thing we should have probably prefaced this entire episode with is are you guys all feeling comic book fatigue, comic book movie fatigue? Not greatly, no. I mean I love me comic book films. It's just I'm, I think they're running out of ideas. Um I mean, like I say, how do you top that that's Avengers one that was just you know it had everything that's the problem and like like Paul said with the Justice League it was it wasn't I do you know what I actually enjoyed Justice League to a degree because the way the reason I enjoyed it was probably the best DC's done yet but it's still by far the poor man's Avengers and it always will be um so yeah, I'm struggling to see where they're going to go next. That's that's my only thing. I'm not fatigued with it at all, but I'm just struggling to see where they'll go with it. Did you guys see that HBO Max is paying thirty million dollars to have Zack Snyder yeah. come back and reshoot scenes for Justice League to yeah. make his version? Yes, I heard that. Yeah. <sighs> you guys sound really excited for it. <laughs> no, that, that, that movie does not need more than Zack Snyder. It does not need <laughs> nearly just, nearly as exciting as the new Hellboy movie. What they've just done. Oh, oh that, that, hell was, boy. Yeah, that was a oh, shame. That God. was, yeah. Why just they did not let Ron Perlman do his trilogy? That's all I'm saying. And yet, I bet Kevin Smith is sitting with a huge erection over all of these things because he's a massive DC <laughs> fan. I, I don't think he'll ever get tired of any of these comic stuff. Mm. I mean, like the thing with the Snyder Cut thing as well, the the Justice League thing. It's like uh, I don't know. I, there's a, there's a problem I have with that, which is like. The, the fans were incredibly vocal about wanting to see this mythical 
edit of Justice League, uh, which they claimed had existed, that was, you know, taken away from um, Zack Snyder when he left the project because of a, you know, personal tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, like, really militant online about all sorts of stuff, like, to the point where they were quite, like, abusive and toxic, I think, you know, about this entitlement that they had to see, this, you know, mythical cut that they claimed existed. And it turns out that apparently, yeah, if you're just really awful and just keep, you know, harassing people online, you get what you want. And yeah, it's a lovely person to set, huh? I don't know. I just, I just feel like, yeah, you don't have to, like, yeah, like fans shouldn't necessarily have to have that level of, of input or sort of sway over decisions like that. I don't know. Isn't, um, isn't that life in general? You shout, I you guess, get it. I guess, I guess so, yeah. But the, the thing is as well, the fact that they have to still spend like $20 million, I think, on sort of shooting new scenes and finishing stuff up and effects and all that. So it shows that there was never really a Zack Snyder cut in the first place because yeah. he did not have a story in the car that he had to tell. Obviously, he did what he did and then Joss Whedon took over. But um, so what, what the scene is, he had his ideas, but he never actually executed. Yeah, exactly. And they, they were saying it was literally like a you know a finished thing that was that was, that yeah. was there, and that's that's not true at all. But um, yeah, I just I just don't care about about just as lethal if I'm honest. <laughs> I just I, I just. Here's a quick question: Has anybody seen Birds of Prey yet? Yes. Any good? Because I've not seen it, and it looks. I terrible. thought it was good. No, it's good. It got a really bad um, bad um, sort of. Rep, I think I don't know. I, I just, enjoyed I just it. I know the fun. trailer made it look so bad. Really? Yeah. I I what element did you think looked bad about it, though? Everything just it just looked way too. I don't know. Just OTT, cheesy, corny. It is. It's definitely over the top. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's like a really weird, colourful, R-rated, sweary, violent comic book movie. It's very it's very comic book in in its sort of depiction of everything. I mean, and Ewan McGregor's wrong. in it, and he just hams it up for all it's worth. He chews the scenery like a motherfucker. It's great. I He's do, so I do like Ewan McGregor. I can see exactly why they did Birds because she was by far the best thing in Suicide Squad, which is not yeah. seen much. Um, I remember when Suicide Squad. Well, I remember when Suicide <laughs> Squad first came out. I ne- again never heard of it, but I thought, "Ooh, a film about all the bad guys. This sounds good." And boy, was I disappointed. <laughs> Before uh, before we continue, guys, I know Andy has to actually run away. Unfortunately, he's got a viewing uh, for his house, so he's got to roll. Before he goes, I wanted to say, um, Andy, why don't you pick the two, in your opinion, greatest comic adaption movies of all time as a recommendation to audiences, and why? And then we'll all do the same, and you can you can obviously you know fuck off, and do your biz. Okay, give me a second. Let me have a think. I think number one is a classic from, let me see the date. And it is based on a comic, actually. Flash Gordon. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, Brian Blessed and things like that. Uh, I'd like to see that one remade. You'd like to actually see a remake of that? No, they, they remake it. No, I'm saying you would like to see a remake, not just yes, tell I would. people you I love would. the original. All right. Didn't he come you and name Ted or something? The, the actor actual, from, yeah, yeah, I believe he did, yeah. But as he was pretending to be Flash Gordon or something, wasn't he? Or some of that like that. Some shit. I never watched Ted, so I couldn't tell you. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of anything to do with Seth MacFarlane. He's the antithesis of what I like about life. Anyway, sorry. One, anyway, second, second, the, second movie, Andy. <laughs> and the second one, which kind of started the, the whole new wave of comic book movies for me. Um, the first Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Toby, Toby Maguire. One. Yep, I think it still holds out as one of the best Spider-Man movies. 
throughout all the actors, throughout all the new ones with Tom Holland and things. I think the very first Spider-Man. I wish they kept the, uh, the original one with the trade towers in as well. Yes. You remember the trailer yeah. when, they, when he had a web between the... the head, is that the helicopter, when he catches the helicopter? Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree. I think for me as a big Spider-Man fan growing up, I thought that Tobey Maguire was perfect. I loved the biological slingers. I love the changes they made. I love Sam Raimi's vision of it. I think that the the original, even the full trilogy, obviously it's diminishing returns on the third one. But I think overall, there's still three fantastic movies. The second one is probably one of the arguably best comic book movies ever made. But I know a lot of people who have went fucking all in on Tom Holland as the best Spider-Man, and I don't see it. I, I still think he's okay. Do you think, do you think the original Spider-Man launched the comic book um, movie? I think like the whole, phenomenon, the whole basically. rushing into making more of them. Yeah. And here's a funny side thing for you guys. Did you know that uh, Sony, when they bought Spider-Man, they bought Spider-Man, the rights to him for $7 million. They had the opportunity to buy the entirety of Marvel's character base for $25 million. And they said... <laughs> Nah, oh, wow. seven seven million's a better investment because who the fuck's heard of the rest of them? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Spider Man's the only one worth money. And then they turn around and go, uh, well, let's let's just try Iron Man. We'll just try it. See how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, do you got a roll, man? Okay, guys, I'll see you later. Okay, take care. It was good having you. Cool. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care, dude. Bye bye. See you, Andy. Bye. Even though we've talked about comic book fatigue. And saying, you know, it's not really there. I would argue the reason we're not so excited, there is a bit of comic book fatigue, is only because comic books now are the only way properly to get a good action movie. The actual action genre has died. It's been replaced by comic book movies. We spot this the buddy buddy cop thing, everything you know, all that's gone a long time ago. We we we've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's something I've longed to bring back, especially as an actor myself. It's, it's you know, it, it is, it's frustrating. I find it very hard to see movies like uh, Deadpool comes out as a huge success and that's great. But then Birds of Prey comes out and is a flop enough that now they go, oh shit, that's probably because R rated. And I think that's a real shame that's the thing they jump to immediately because it might have just been the marketing wasn't very good or people are like, yeah. wait a minute, why is the Joker not there? Um, and all this sort of shit. There's a million reasons why people might not have liked, jumped to the theaters to watch it. But to base it on it being R-rated, I feel like it's going to be so long before we get more of... There was this beautiful take recently on Netflix where they took Deadpool, uh, Daredevil and you know Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and did adult R-rated, you know, heavy, violent, exciting, grounded versions of these characters... I mean, you compare the Daredevil TV show to the Daredevil Ben Affleck movie, it's like two entirely different properties. And now that they're gone, the TV shows are gone due to Disney's licensing. And then Birds of Prey is a flop. It's, you know, what's the odds we're even going to get a third R rated Deadpool? It's still in the maybe. The creator of Deadpool has said he knows for a fact there's not going to be a third. R-rated movie. It's because of the Disney merger, partly. Do you think it's not it doesn't because fit in of with the, the Disney merger? Yeah. yeah. Even though they've said openly, Disney has said the CEO has said they believe in Deadpool and they will bring him back. The argument is, can he be R-rated and still link in with everybody else from that franchise where it's predominantly PG thirteen, PG? 
And I think that's a real shame because I think there's a lot of great adult gritty comic stories out there like Punisher. When are we going to get another good Punisher? Mm. You can't PG-13 the Punisher. You can't. Not really. They've tried, failed. And you can't PG-13 Blade. Come on. He runs around killing fucking vampires all day. You can't PG-13 vampire slaying and make it all that exciting in my eyes. It's another did with Buffy. Um... The going back to birds of going back to birds of prey. Do you think it would have made a difference had they called it Harley Quinn? Well, they sort of did try to retitle it, didn't they? I think in some cinemas, or like they, that was how they advertised it. I think after a while, when it didn't do as as it was projected, it I has mean, had we renamed now on video for sure. Well, that's too late, wasn't it? That, I'm saying that was because I mean, you look at somebody like me who doesn't understand the the comic book universe. To me, Birds of Prey could have been any movie. Yeah. If I hadn't already known she was in Suicide Squad, then I would never have known that was Harley Quinn. You know, where I do know the character Harley Quinn. So if they called it Harley Quinn, I would have thought, oh, it's Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? That, that kind of, so is it, is it down in the market in some lines? That's, that's, that's what I'm getting at there. I think the, the entire thing with Birds of Prey was a marketing snafu every step mm-hmm. of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read an interview about it like uh, about a month before it came out. And the top of the interview was this is going to be a great movie because um, Harley Quinn and all these other women are strong women and we have a female writer and a female director. But that was the first part of the interview. I'm like, well, what's the story? Exactly. You can't sell a movie based on that. What's the story? And the, the trailers didn't give away the story very well. Um, you know, it was more just here's Harley Quinn and these other chicks and there's a guy doing stuff. And then things happen. And that was the extent of what it was built purely on. Everyone wants to watch more Harley Quinn, but I'm, I'm more interested in what Harley Quinn is doing than just being in existence. And plus, again, I think it was a huge drop off to have them be, you know, yes, everyone I think agrees. Jared Leto's Joker was maligned at best, but Harley Quinn and Joker, they're together. That's a big thing. And suddenly this movie comes out right for suicide squad where they go, I got rid of Joker. No big deal. Whatever. I'll tell you what makes me laugh, right? Everyone calls the Jared Leto joke and rightly so because it was shit. But if you, if you, if you look at the comic cons... <laughs> Don't I mean, mince words, bro. You know, it's, it's his joke what gets copied all the time at comic cons, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you go to the conventions and there's, there's shitloads of leather jacket jokers. Weird shitloads. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we spent about a year going to uh, lots of conventions because we were working on this documentary for this company that uh, eventually fizzled out and we weren't able to actually get paid. I'm still (laughs) going to do that for myself. I will pull that together for myself, though. Well, I mean, we've got enough footage, too. It's just it was better when we were getting paid for it. Anyway, that's another story. Um, But we went to, like, oh, I don't know, 100 conventions? Oh, went to a fair few, yeah. Yeah, and you start seeing a lot of trends, you know? Right. There's always, you know, there's less crows than I expected, but there's shitloads of Jokers. Very few crows. Shitloads of Harley Quinns. I mean, like, every chick has got a tie-dye shirt and can put a wig on, it seems. Um, (laughs) Very few comic-accurate ones, but you do get them. Uh, Lots of rogues. Lots of Avengers. Lots and lots of Peter Quills as well nowadays. Because, again, I think uh, getting a trench coat's an easy costume. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's not like the popularity is not there for her character. How did that movie flop so bad? Especially when a lot of people I heard that saw it, they all raved about it. 
but it just went to shit. It was like a real bad release. Yeah. And I don't think that's because it was R-rated in any sense. And I really long for us getting good R-rated content. I heard mm. there was a rumor they were going to do a good R-rated Howard the Duck for a while. And Disney oh, could wow. watch it. I would have loved that. A good yeah, same. R-rated Howard the Duck. I'd be fucking well, in that to win that. After we saw Howard the Duck and Gods in the Galaxy, then hell yeah. Can you imagine? I'll tell you what would have been awesome. Howard the Duck with Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would have been awesome. What a, a beautiful kick. team up that would be. Wouldn't it just? That should be uh, Ryan Reynolds. Take note. That's the plot of Deadpool three right there. Damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> and I want I want credit for that. Yeah, you can take credit <laughs> for that. What I wanted to bring up here now, very earlier on in the beginning of this, where we started talking about Marvel versus DC and talking about the other comics, you were like, "I refuse to believe there's other comics." <laughs> so um, I refuse. <laughs> well, I wanted to say there's actually quite a few movies based on comics that I bet a lot of people don't even realize used to be comics before they were movies. Well, and, before you go any further, there's one oh. that's always overlooked, and I find it's, it's it's just a cute little superhero film. It's not like a massive one that's out there. I don't even know if it's based on a comic book or not, but I just think it's a really cute little uh, one. It's just one for people to watch if they've never seen it. Zoom. I don't think I've heard of that. I've not heard of Zoom with Tim Allen. No, no. Very no. cute little film. Oh, it's okay. where he it's where he was a superhero and he, he, he retired and they've asked him to come back and t- train these kids. Uh, they're like delinquent kids almost. Um, right. And it's just where they bond the relationship as he's teaching them and um, his arch enemy, why he quit, comes back and he has to try and save him again. And it's just, it's a really overall nice story. Yeah, cool. No, it's a real fun movie. It's like Sky High kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, very much like Sky High. Oh, yes. Nice. Another, that was another interesting little... um, Yes, from what I can see, uh, unless I'm just missing it magically, Zoom was not based on a comic. It was an original concept. It wasn't, was it not? See, I didn't think it might have been. Yeah, but I was thinking more like, have you ever seen the Coen Brothers' uh, Road to Perdition? Mm, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I know oh, about no, it. It's not Coen Brothers, sorry. My apologies. That's It was Sam Mendes. Duh. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, my, not the Coen Brothers. Douche. <laughs> uh, yeah, Road to Perdition with uh, Tom Hanks is actually based off a comic book. Yeah. Yeah, and here's what I'm sure Wayne will already know. Time Cop is based on Time a series Cop, of comic yeah. books. Obviously, what like The really? Mask. Yeah, Time Cop and The Mask were both Dark Horse comics. Oh, I didn't know about Time Cop. Well, I, knew, okay. I knew The Mask was, yeah. Bloodshot? Yeah, same. Yeah, Bloodshot is based on a comic from Hell with Johnny Depp. Yes, from Hell, yes. That was also a comic book. That's Hell actually boy, a comic yeah. I have, yeah, funny enough. Yeah, the David Cronenberg uh, History of Violence was based on a graphic novel as well. Yeah, which you wouldn't immediately think that when you watch a movie like History of Violence. No, not at all. No, not at all. That's one thing I think is really interesting is there's been some very, very good graphic novels. You wouldn't assume when you watch the movie that it was based on anything but like a book or an original screenplay. Yeah. And the thing is, comics don't always turn into superhero films. Mm -hmm. It's from the Crypt Creepshow. Exactly. Obviously based off the old EC comics and so on. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously uh, Men in Black is obviously also based off a comic book. Yes. The Men in Black series. Hellboy's a comic book. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well is a comic yeah, book first and foremost. Which, let's be fair, I need to know your guys' feelings on this, okay? I might be the only guy that feels this way, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
1990 is one Great. of the greatest yeah. movies ever made. Yes, it is, it is, it is. It's one of my favorite comic book movies. It was the second movie oh. I ever saw at the cinema. Um, I watch it every year. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I like the first two, to be honest. Mm, I, I'm not so sold on the second one, but it's fine. But yeah, the first one's great. The thing about the first one that's really good is it kind of retains the kind of slight darkness and greatness of the comic book, but still does it in a way that makes it like palatable for children. Yeah, which I think's like really like because obviously the cartoon from the eighties goes completely in the other direction as as you'd expect in terms yeah. of the tone, but like the movie is sort of has a little bit of the playfulness of the of the cartoon, but it still has that slightly gritty, grungy kind of feel of the movie of the uh, the original comic strip, which I think's like a real achievement for a, a kid's film. I think it's great. It's edited by um, Sally Menke, who was like Quentin Tarantino's editor until she passed oh, away. Wow. She like edited all of Tarantino's movies up until I think Grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great film. No, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, I think they've never managed to, in any which way, with the franchise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, top that first movie for me. Even the second movie is good, it's fine. But the first one was just such a striking tone between, like, it's real, these are real turtles, there's really stuff going on. And the I I don't know, did you guys ever even watch the the modern CG ones, the the Michael Bay produced ones? I did, yes. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what's so depressing about them? You've got some brilliant actors in them, and it still kills it. Oh, yeah. There's some great people involved in it, and yet they just miss the point completely, what makes mm-hmm. the turtles engaging. And then the new backstory, just oh, the tie them in shit. Oh, God, that was terrible. Oh, my God. Why would you but do then, such a thing? There seemed to be like the first one out of those two Michael Bay movies. It seemed as if, like... They kind of rewrote it in the edit or something because it looks like William Fichtner's character is going to be Shredder. Uh, like, you did you think it, that, didn't you? It, but it looks like it absolutely is. And then all of a sudden, it's just some other kind of random guy that turns out mm-hmm. to be Shredder. It definitely yeah. looks like they're setting him up as like a villainous role. And then, and I think that was done in the edit personally. I think that they made a big change halfway through filming and, and added that version of Shredder later on. I personally I think Fichtner would have been a much better Shredder. Yeah, probably, probably. Well, I think he would have been a more exciting, different take on Shredder. You know, I think it would have been very interesting. Uh, 30 Days a Night was a yes. graphic novel before they made it into a movie. Um, there's been um, quite a few. There's one know. on here, which I um, I don't know if it was or not, but Extraction. It's the same as a comic book. Extraction, I don't even know what Extraction is. Well, you know, if I only just watched it, it was um, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a Liam Hemsworth film. Um, and I've only just literally watched oh, Chris Hemsworth, sorry. Oh, just wait, is this that one it. that just came on Netflix that yes. everyone's raving about? I haven't watched yes. it yet. I hear it's David, really good. David Harbour. And uh, do you know what? I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't spectacular, but it was good. Um, but I didn't realize it was a con of this based off a comic book. Yeah, that's interesting. Again, not the kind of movie you'd really expect. I mean, exactly. That's what I thought I mentioned before. This is what I think is interesting is most people, I think, who don't know better have the belief that comic book movies are superhero movies. Yeah. You know, because that's what you see the most of these days. But I mean, if you look at things like Red about the retired uh, assassins, that was a comic book before they made it into a movie. A series of graphic novels, I think. Was John Wick a comic book or is that just a... That's an interesting one. No, I think John Wick was uh, original. Yeah, It was original, was it? Yeah. Did you know John Wick wasn't meant to be called John Wick? He actually had a different yeah, name. I saw this the other day. <laughs> Keanu Reeves kept screwing up the name, so they just changed it to make it easier. Yeah. What was really? it meant to be? 
and I can't remember what the original name was, but it was something a bit more convoluted than Wick. And then yeah, what was even funnier is apparently the studio, uh, when they did the movie, they had no complaints. They thought, oh, good, fun movie. But you can't kill the dog. That was the studio's notes in the oh, first wow. movie. You have to have John Wick go back without the dog dying. And the first thing they, the first thing they do. And they had to fight to say, no, the dog dying is what the, makes him come point. back. Yeah, it's the yeah. point of the movie. It's the inciting incident of the whole damn movie. Yeah, Yeah, but they were like, oh, no one will no one will be able to watch the movie knowing the dog died. <laughs> like, what? Viva Vendetta, was that a comic book? Yes. That was, was a comic, yep. yep. Alan Moore, wasn't it? Viva Vendetta, along with like Watchmen and From Hell. Yep. Now, Watchmen, I got to say, I think Watchmen, I don't really like Zack Snyder. I got to be honest. I'm not a Zack Snyder fan. I didn't like what he did with the remakes of things. His Watchmen is a great movie. Yeah. Especially yeah. the ultimate cut. My only negative to it, and this is going to sound stupid when I say this, is he's so fucking excessive. If you mm. if you read the original comic, which is a fantastic, I would recommend anyone to it's, read it. It's a really good comic or graphic novel, however you want to put it. But he makes it so much more violent. Instead of like Doctor Manhattan zapping people out of existence, he zaps them into bloody chunks and like yeah. you know bones and sinew go flying I was everywhere. Say, yeah, there's like that scene where I think, um, I think the it's prison break as well. Yeah, yeah, there's that, but it's on also where Night Owl just like it gets, it, I think it gets like mugged in, in an alley or something, and he fights back and he literally snaps the guy's arm in half. And it's like, there's no need for that. That is not what happens in the, you know. Yeah, it's just that excessiveness kind of, drove people away, I think. It diminishes the sort of excesses of Rorschach's character, I think, because he's the sort of character that does that sort of thing. So exactly. when you've all got them acting like that, it doesn't work. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, before we go, I just want to make a quick small set of recommendations uh, yep. as far as comic book movies go that people may or may not have seen i want to say that if you've never seen a good random adaption teenage mutant ninja turtles i can't stress enough is one of the original. greatest comic book adaptions the original 1990 live action is one of the greatest comic book adaptions i've ever seen and i know everyone hates this movie and it's going to get flack I still love the original Howard the I Duck. Love, I love the. Oh, I do yeah. as well. I do. I do. Oh, you guys! I'm in I love grew, with I you so it, much. So I don't know how much of my love for it. Am is I right in thinking that was Lee Thompson? Thompson Leia yeah, yeah. Thompson, Jeffrey yeah. Jones, yeah, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins yeah, yes, yeah. it's a fantastic, cute little movie. But for some it's, reason, has developed a real like hate. You know, people yeah. hate it. And I can't understand why. Uh, do you have any major recommendations you would say to people for comic book adaptions that they may not have seen? I mean, obviously recommending something like Iron Man is almost superfluous at this stage. Well, Iron Man is probably, both than going back to the Punisher, Iron Man was probably one of the first ones where I thought, yeah, I like these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but uh, for the superhero ones, anyhow, definitely The Crow for me. The Crow is an amazing that. movie, great recommendation. For anyone who's never seen the original anyway. Uh, or the uh, very, very tumultuous backstory behind the making of it. Yes. Uh, oh, God, very yeah. worth looking into. That could be a whole thing we should just yeah. talk about one day. Um, put hairs on your neck reading that. Exactly. Mm. Paul, recommendations? Um, the only one I can think of, which I mentioned before, is The History of Violence, which again a lot of, might be overlooked by a lot of people. It's David Cronenberg doing a really sort of sort of gritty kind of violent action sort of thriller film, um, which you never really know where you sort of stand with it in terms of what the characters do and it's it's really worth watching i'd recommend that yeah, great performance by vigo mortensen as well yeah fantastic yeah fantastic. really really engaging definitely a movie that you wouldn't have thought was a graphic novel no definitely um, not. yeah any other recommendations before we go 
I could go on with loads, but I think with more or less Close the majority. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably it. Okay, well, everybody, thanks for listening today to uh, this about the comic books. And I mean, I hope everyone still got some enthusiasm because I mean, we're not getting any good new diehards or anything anytime soon. So we're going to have to live with these comic book movies. I just hope they keep making them to the same level of kind of excellence that we've been getting and they don't start shirking them low. I think there's a lot of good ones on the way. I, I, we just don't know that yet. I think when they reboot X-Men, I think they're going to do a great job with that. I got a real strong feeling. And I think once we get a new Wolverine, we'll have another 10 years of some guy running around screaming and being awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. But thank you very much for joining me today, Paul. Thank you very much for joining me today, Wayne. And I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Everyone keep watching movies, loving life, having a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.